I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. And we need him now. Batman, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, Batman. Or have you met Someday she just can't get rid of Batman. Batman does not eat nachos! The devil in the pound The time has come. I'm not sure what you are or where you come from. I'm not wearing hockey pants. My instincts tell me you're to be trusted. I'll get drive through. the world will know the truth. Break it, you buy it. Who elected you anyway? Great. What did they used to call it? Stereo? Truly, human nature changes little. We may be civilized on the surface. But down deep, we are primitive. He goes directly at Clue, and it pales him. So in comes his horse. Oh no, the wild card. You hear uh, iron dink as it ricochets off his brass balls. And Lucas says, you are one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> he dies of dysentery. Dysentery is where you die of extreme diarrhea. <laughs> he caught the shits and he died. <laughs> at the ripe old age of 35. May the better man emerge victorious. Welcome to Conjectural Combat, the podcast where the fictional and the factual engage in fisticuffs. I am your fictional fanboy for this evening, or this morning, or whatever this is. Alex. Whatever you partake in this, yes. Yes, I'm, exactly. I'm the historical fanboy band. Yes, and once again, we're back in the hot seat. Or well, one of us is in the hot seat. Yeah. Well, one of us is conjectural and one of us is combating, so... Yes. Your conjectural mind combat. Yes. That actually would be that would actually be a nice nickname for us. <laughs> conjecture and combat. We just switch nicknames. That would actually episode. be like an awesome like, name for like a crime fight duo. Like one of them's like a real smart professor guy, and the other one is like a big like the muscle. Yeah, the muscle and you know, the, the brain, brains and brawn. Conjecture and combat. I think you just described person of interest. I don't know. Though. But yeah, I guess yeah. Although combat would have to talk real low and soft, and it's hard to hear. Yeah, and he, and he would have been Jesus once. Nobody, nobody can take a punch like Jesus. You saw that movie. <laughs> Jesus got his ass whooped. To be fair, I never saw that movie, so... That's what they could have called it, just, you know, smack my Jesus up. <laughs> it's a reality show. <laughs> Every day it's a new way to mess with Jesus. But Jesus, we're here to discuss Jesus because... Jesus straddles the line, personally, between fictional and factual. We're not sure what what, what exactly happened with Jesus, so we won't discuss him. He has, a, he has a foot in two worlds. Yes. I will not discuss religious figures. I don't get your comment. That's, that's my one thing. Well, I mean, what about the popes? Well, the popes actually existed. Yeah. So. They're religious figures, but, you know, or, well, yeah, some popes I, may have I'm not just saying, I'm just saying one day we're going to do a Democratic Donnybrook featuring popes from history. The, uh, the papal pounding. <laughs> we gotta throw Pope Joan in there, the only female pope that we know of. And the space pope from Futurama. Yeah. And then Benedict with those awesome shoes. Have you ever seen ben- Pope Benedict's shoes? No. Nah. could rock some, some shoes. But, uh, anyway, I, I'm taking over the fiction with factual. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get back to, uh, the conjectural part of this. Yes. Before we get into the combat. Because today, we actually have a very special episode. Matt doesn't know this yet because he... The way this works is that we're usually in the dark, and I think we've explained this before. We probably have. But he has absolutely no idea what we're getting into today, and what I'm going to say is that this is going to be an episode to remember because it's been a few months since we did the 
Democrat Donnybrook, where we had all the presidents that went to town on each other, and not in a sexual way. Unfortunately. That's a whole nother. That's next president's thing. Conjectural love making. That'll be our February episode next year. The, uh, the elected erection. <laughs> you came up with that way too fast. I write fan fiction. That's all I want to say. Yeah. I, fan I, fiction counts when, even if they're presidents. I don't think anyone is surprised by that, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, today, we're going to do another one of those. Except it's not a Democratic Donnybrook. Oh no, you you, blind, you have appropriately blindsided me, sir. Indeed. I would say that you're as blind as a certain animal, but let's not get into that. This is the anniversary of a cover date of a certain character that debuted 75 years ago. And what we're doing today is we're going to take every incarnation of this character that we can find and put them against each other. That's right, Matt. Wait, wait. Okay, go, go, continue. What? Yes, we're doing Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse, yes, all right. Here I come to save the day. <laughs> all the different versions of Mighty Mouse. You remember in the 80s he had that big reboot? The big gray reboot? Yeah, in the 70s when he had addicted to drugs. He scored some bad cheese, man. My pet mouse is a junkie? <laughs> I will end up that still featured Green Arrow. Everybody Green Arrow touches becomes a junkie. What we're saying is Green Arrow should die. I don't go that far. But anyway. Yes. We are doing today a bat brawl. Yes. I will say that I think this almost violated one of the ground rules we set up when we, when we come up with this was that no Batman, but you used a loophole. I did. Batman is fighting himself. So yes. you son of a bitch. You <laughs> you were the loyally son of a bitch. Exactly. I used my loophole to include Batman. It's the most me I've ever been on this podcast. Like, I can't use Batman to fight anyone but Batman. <laughs> Batman, Batman, Batman. Exactly. Well, the 75th anniversary kind of made that clause void, so... Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, forego this. And plus, um, we have done a whole month once dedicated to Batman, so I'll allow it. Yes. Yes, this is kind of our Bat Month reprisal, in a weird way. Bat Month Returns. Our Frank Miller Batman, about Bat Month Returns. I, I thought you meant, like, Danny DeVito would show up at some point and, like, send penguins with, with rockets attached to them. Hack something with a CD. Like what uh, they did with that, but anyway, I might be I might be spoiling the end of this. So, <laughs> but once again, this is going to be like our conjectural combat for the Democratic Donnybrook. So, this is going to be multiple opponents coming at once. And since it's Batman and it's different versions of the same character, we really won't have to go into the history much. I'll, I'll provide little factoids here and there about it, but I'm going to assume most of you know this. So. We're just going to jump right into it. Bruce Wayne, my parents are dead. I'm going to put on the cape, Batman. <laughs> the end. Pretty much. So, one thing that I decided not to do was, I'm not going to include, weirdly, the actual pre-crisis or post-crisis comic book Batman. All right, so we're going pre-1987 uh, Batman? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I'm going to bring out the first two opponents. And how this works is, I assume you're going to want to set up a system for this. Because last time when we had the Democratic Donnybrook, we had an emergency sex scandal that could disqualify them. Okay. Well, um, 
All right, we'll say rendered unconscious. That's the first criteria. Um, demasked, because the Batman who gets demasked. Although Keaton got demasked. He's turned out fine, so. But, and we'll go demasked. Rendered unconscious, you're demasked, or your sidekick dies. What do you think? I would say that's pretty viable. Okay. Like a Robin dies pretty much every other issue, so. <laughs> and uh, where would this be? Where would we have it set? See, that was what I was thinking, is that I would imagine it would have to be some sort of a famous place in, in Batman history. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that this all takes place in the Adam West Batcave. Oh, yes. From the 1960s. So everything is labeled, including <laughs> the ring. It's called the Bat Ring. There's a bat microphone hanging down from the top. Yes, and of course the referee is Alfred, so... <laughs> He, he, let's for the sake of argument just say he promptly gets knocked out, so. Okay. Because, let's, let's face it, he's an old man and he doesn't need to be in the middle of this. Unless it's Earth 1, Alfred. Well then he'll win. Yeah, exactly. Okay. First two opponents. In this corner. the Batman that was created in the Elseworlds Gotham by Gaslight originating from the early 1900s where he fought Jack the Ripper and he's a very low tech character he he doesn't really have a lot of advanced gadgets but he makes up with it with his you know cunning and wits and ability to take down Jack the Ripper also a pair of goggles making you steampunk fanboy gush exactly and in the other we have a far more lethal opponent Nineteen thirty nine Batman. The guy who would break necks of people at a moment's notice. The one Batman who actually carried a gun yeah. actively and shot up vampires and werewolves and all that kind of stuff. So and he rocked the most insane pair of gloves imaginable. Yeah. Like like some gloves I'd imagine Prince wearing. Yeah. Prince may show up during this, we never know. <laughs> Let's just say he's doing all the music for it. Don't worry, at some point you'll hear uh, Lawrence was drawn back lines. Jack Nicholson's one of the uh, ring announcers. Yeah. It's Fitz, I think. I think so. All right, so you have those two, Batman. Okay. All right. Go. Batman 39 pulls out a gun, shoots Gotham like this. <laughs> you can't do, do it that easy, man. He's got a gun. All right, well, he pulls out his gun. Gotham by Gaslight. He ducks, because this guy is from the 1900s. He doesn't know what... Well, you know, you know guns and stuff. They got revolvers and stuff, but pistols. Yeah. He's not used to that, so he doesn't know what to do. But he shoots him, and it ricochets off his big, thick, steampunk goggles. It actually <laughs> comes out. It ricochets off and bounces off uh, the back computer in the Adam West. The Adam West back cave, and that computer starts... Click clack and you know making all the noises that the, the computer makes. It prints off a punch card. <laughs> a 
the most part, this is Al. <laughs> Bert Ward Robin has to come in and decipher it. <laughs> so, um, gun ricochets out the bullet ricochets off and it cracks. Steam from Batman's goggles, and now he doesn't know what to do because that's where he draws his power from. His clever and late and cunning comes from those goggles. So he doesn't know what he's going to do, but he strikes. He runs towards 1939 Batman, who he's got a gun. He shoots him again, but this time uh, he does that old Batman trick where he has his cape up and the bullets go through the cape. That always seems to happen a lot with the Batman, you know. Yeah. That cape helps. But so. Uh, the shots miss, and Gotham, I guess, like Batman, tackles 1939 Batman, and they're just wrestling on the ground, just hot and heavy action. You know? The kind Batman of action you like. Yeah, that hot Batman on Batman action. My fantasy. Yeah, I hear you over there. I can, I can already see the flop switch forming on your face. But, uh, yeah, they wrestle around, and during the fight, though, Gotham, I guess, like, pulls off 1939 Batman's gloves. No! He's without his fashion sense. No. So they're both the both the sources the sources of their power are gone. The goggles are cracked. And the gloves are gone. Now they're like just random generic Batman. Good no lord. To yeah. What, so, yeah. What a cruel twist of fate. So um yeah they're fighting some more. And, uh, Speaking of cruel twists of fate, by the way, another Batman enters. Uh, da, 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 da. It's a theme. Entering in this battle now is the 1997 George Clooney Batman. Oh, God, no. Aw, George Clooney Batman runs in. With his nipples and... The two Batman on the ground look at George Clooney Batman. They look back at each other. They look back at him. Gotham, I guess, like Batman steps back and lets 1939 Batman get up, takes his gun and shoots Clooney three times, center mass, point-blank range. Clooney falls (laughs) down dead. He's out. Down goes Clooney. And the first Batman to be disqualified. By death. <laughs> so. But he's very charming as he dies. Yeah. So with Clooney dead, two, the other two Batman get back to it. Start fighting. And uh, Gotham, I guess, like Batman gets his cape, or gets the other Batman's cape, and starts choking him out with it. Choking him. And with the threat of unconsciousness coming, 1939 Batman has to do only one thing. That he... The only option he has is to slip out his cape. He slips out his cape. Now his cape's gone. His cape's gone. His gloves are gone. He's still got his mask on, thank God. Um, and I believe 39 Batman. Did he have the utility belt? Yes, he did. Okay. Okay. I have to say, yeah. I can remember because uh, he had a gun. Who, you don't need bad gas when you got a gun. That's what I think. Anyway. Look, he was a master of overkill. I've got bat bullets. Bam, bam. That solves that. But, uh, yeah, he started rooting around in his utility belt for something. He can't find it, though. That's the problem. He doesn't have exactly what he's looking for. And so he gives up and, and runs and jumps off the, the ring, jumps out of the ring with Gotham, I guess, like Batman chasing. <laughs> and they're running through this labyrinth of the uh, Batman, uh, the Adam West Batman Batcave with all of the, the different stuff. Everything's properly labeled. And then finally he finds what he's looking for on the wall. With a big bright label on it. Anti-steampunk repellent. Bad <laughs> anti-steampunk repellent. What a twist. 
He gets it and he sprays it at the Gotham, I guess. Like, uh, the Gotham, I guess, like, uh, Batman. Flinches uh, back and it burns him, you know, because of the steampunk, uh, anti steampunk rays that are inside that spring. <laughs> he runs off into the back into the ring, gives uh, Batman in 1939 a chance to catch his breath while the uh, Gotham by Gaslight, you know, he recovers from his, his burning steampunkness. But then another Batman enters, hit the theme. <laughs> one i decided to go old school again and it it's because it's, you know one's from the 1900s one's from you know the 1930s this one hails from the 1940s it is racist serial batman oh it's my favorite batman, <laughs> my batman. <laughs> with his very poorly constructed costume those cardboard ears they look like cardboard to me yeah. but he runs in he looks at two batman in the fight he gets his point because they're white <laughs> He's like, ah, that's not fun. Well, he assumes they're both Jewish, so. <laughs> uh, I thought about making a joke there, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would advise against it. Yeah. Serial Batman. Crazy. We'll call him Harry S. Batman. <laughs> he sees uh, Gotham by Gaslight on the ground, still burning from his first steampunkness. In 1939, Batman is slowly getting back in with... Batman on the ground, he decides to go after the one that's standing, so he runs after 1939 Batman. And the problem with 39 Batman is that he doesn't have 1940 anti-bat repellent. So there's nothing he can do. So they start fighting each other. Both of these men, uh, I'd say, based on uh, what I was saying, the serial, serial Batman is not exactly the world's best combatant. So he just lumbers forward, swinging his fist wildly. And 39 Batman probably wasn't. He's a far cry from the Ninja Batman that we later see, so he does more like a boxer. He squares up just as this big lumber moron crashes into him, and they fall to the ground. And they get their, both of them get their blocks knocked off. And it's when uh, 39 Batman's hurting down that uh, serial Batman, he crawls over him, and he knows the rules. He's not the best fighter, so he's going for the quick out. He reaches for his mask. He starts to pull it off. That's when Gotham by Gaslight Batman interferes. And there's a hot Batman freeway. All three of them just rolling on the ground, writhing in pain and agony. And this is kind of oddly sexual, very quickly, it's, too. It's Batman. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, if, if George Clooney with the nipples is like the least sexual thing that we see today, that's, that's not going to be a surprise. <laughs> but this corpse... His hot corpse sitting there in the ring bleeding out. All right, so oh, as the, yeah, three, the three... Yeah, as the three are writhing around yes, on the, the three of them there. Suddenly a chill is in the air, and we look up, and for the sake of argument, let's say there's a skylight suddenly in the 1960s Batcave. You never know. It was Adam West. It's labeled Bat Skylight. They had stuff anytime the plot called for. Yes. And in comes flying. Not gliding in. Flying. A giant, giant version of Batman.
That is a vampire. This is Red Rain Batman. Oh no, Bat, Bat Batman. Yes, exactly. He even has a label on his costume. The one Batman who was kind of a villain. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <clears throat> Joe Chill was the bad guy, even though he was a vampire hunter. So. Well, you know, in the comic, he pretty much murdered every every villain in the comics. Oh, hey. There was no crime in Gotham, I'll say that. He was the most effective Batman. <laughs> exactly. You didn't have to worry about Joker killing Robins. Joker was dead. But, uh, so yeah, Bat, Bat, Batman, Vampire Batman. He comes out there, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He's the, he's the count for some reason. I'm the knight, <laughs> And he looks over at the three-way going on. He just watches because you know he he knows what he's doing. He's smart. He's 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 a vampire. Apparently, that's a prerequisite for being a vampire. You have to be smart. Although someone didn't tell Stephanie Meyer, Twilight shot. So yeah, while he's just watching, uh, finally in the mad confusion and chaos and scramble. A mask also. Whose? It's a mask with goggles. Oh. Got him, I guess, like, out of there. Wow. The bell rings. He walks off to the chain. He is Batman. No more. Puts his steampunk goggles on the trash. Yeah. And so, <laughs> with the other two Batman now fighting, Vampire Batman comes up. And because he's a vampire, he's got massive strength. He picks up both men by the collars. He smacks their heads together, Three Stooges style. And the two of them, they, 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 they get the bells rung pretty good. They saunter off. And Red Rain Batman goes after 1939 Batman because, you know, he's the better physical specimen. Because you, you look at serial Batman, he's kind of chubby. He's got a pot belly. Yeah. He's, his blood is probably high in cholesterol. So, you know how that is. Yeah, Vampire Batman's on a strict diet at this point. And so he, he, he lurks towards 1939 Batman. But 1939 Batman. Reaches into his utility belt at last ditch and throws something in his face. And it's garlic. Ah. Uh, because you said 1939 Batman fought vampires. Yeah, he did. He knows what he's doing. He's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but with a gun. It's the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. Yeah. So Red Rain Batman just, you know, he did that vampire thing and he falls to the ground while the garlic burns him. 1939 Batman is going to kill him. He's going to get, uh, he's got, uh, got a gun. Uh, he's a vampire. He, he's not a smart Batman. He, his answer to a lot of things is just shoot <laughs> Well, he was the first. He, he was he was going a lot of weird way. Yeah. He was like, uh, I'm pretty sure we take off his mask front castle if you know what I mean. But, uh, yeah, so 39 Batman shoots Red Ring Batman. Point blank range. Three shots to the chest. And he's still alive. He doesn't know what to do. What to do. Uh, and while he's he gets ready to fire again, but then serial Batman a cost of runs towards him. And then uh he thirty nine Batman pulls his gun on him, tries to fire him. the gun dry clicks. He's used all the bullets trying to kill Gotham by Gaslight Batman. Killing Clooney trying to kill Red Rain Batman. Uh, his gun's abandoned he's lost his cape, he's lost his gloves. He's lost all the sources of his everything power. that makes him true Batman. A true different Batman. And he's so weak and with no no weapons left. Uh serial Batman is able to just Lay him out with a poorly placed punch to the neck. And he splays down on the ground unconscious. And Serial Batman is so bad at punching that he left his thumb falling inside his fist and he breaks his thumb. <laughs> and, but he, he punched and he laid out 39 Batman. So that one's gone. 39 Batman is out of there. 
Alfred has to come drag him out, take him home in the back of his car. But as Alfred is doing that, another theme hits. comes into the ring, All-Star Batman. Oh, God. All-Star Batman. This is, of course, Frank Miller, The Crazy Years. Yes. Or crazy crazy years. Earth? Yeah. I think he's actually been called Crazy Steve by a lot of fans. Frank Miller? No, by a lot of fans. Oh. Uh, oh, the, Bat- the All-Star Batman. Also, why Steve? I never... I don't because he's not Batman. Okay, okay, I get it. Crazy Steve. He's pretty much like my idea of All-Star Batman is... Yeah. Uh, Mar for Batman. Pretty much. So yeah, All-Star Batman lumbers in. He's drawn by Frank Miller, so he's got really fucking broad shoulders. Like the size of a truck, you know. And he comes in, he starts giving this moral monologue about how society is corrupt and weak, and it's the Democrats who are doing it, and the, the liberal hippies of the world are... He repeats a lot. He, he mentions whores a lot, syphilis... <laughs> And how the city, his city, has AIDS and syphilis as a fucking whore who should be punished. I don't know. He gets, he gets really misogynistic. It's very uncomfortable for those watching. It's sort of feel bad. Well, to be fair, it's like serial Batman is from the 40s, so he's used to misogyny. He's like, you didn't go far enough, my friend. <laughs> he's like, well, how do you feel about the Japanese? I'll start Batman. I'm against them. And they form an alliance right then and there. They Dear God, on, it's tag team. They take on the still weak Red Rain Batman. They start punching him, kicking him. Uh, All-Star Batman like punches him in the chest, trying to like stop his heart. But he's a vampire. He's he's dead. <laughs> he has no heart. He, he has a heart. It just doesn't beat. He doesn't understand what he's doing. Red Rain Batman. He's still weak from the garlic in the face. He got a, apparently uh. 1939 Batman keeps like a little pouch of garlic from like, Pizza Hut. Just throws in them. <laughs> you never know when you want to eat that garlic. But no, um, yeah, All Star Batman. He snaps his fingers and springing from the uh, from the ring, we have our first appearance of a Robin. Oh God. His Robin, not Carrie Kelly. No. Nah. But uh, Dick Grayson, short pants Robin, the one who I think he made him eat a rat or something. Yep. He made him eat a rat. Yeah. He, uh... he is probably. Of all the Robins, you feel the worst for him. Especially if you read Dark Knight Returns, you feel the worst for him. But, uh, yeah, this, this kid is, like, he's wearing short, he's a 16-year-old boy wearing short pants and, like, a tight, like, red outfit and yellow cape. He just looks very uncomfortable. He looks very disturbed. Using his tricks from uh, the time he painted an entire room yellow to defeat Green Lantern and offered him lemonade. He's prepared for every eventuality, including vampires. Robin, using his acrobatic skills, all-star Robin, flips to the air with a stake in his hand, rams it into Red Ring Batman's heart, and Red Ring Batman falls with a stake in his heart. He's dead. So he's the help of Robin. He's out. And all-star Robin laughs. He gets a, he, he laughs, like, really creepy in his dead body. Like, like he likes it a little too much. <laughs> what he just did. Again, it's very disturbing for everyone there watching. They feel bad, but they're not going to call Batman out as Batman. Yeah. 
So All-Star Robin flips away, flips out of the ring to parts of known to arrive whenever the plot calls for him again. Very much like Adam West. So we've got serial Batman left and All-Star Batman. They're not breaking their, their alliance just yet. They're, they're committed to teaching women a lesson. Well, it's going to take two Batman to defeat the next one because hit the theme. That's right. We have Speeding Bullets Batman, the Batman who arrived from the planet Krypton and was raised by Thomas and Martha Wayne as an adopted son. The Batman who was born as Kal-El. So, Batman Superman. Yeah, Super Batman. I'm pretty sure Batman Superman, tired of his misleading Ben Affleck, is just going to be that Batman who was Kal-El, actually. That's Henry, the only way they... Henry Cavill isn't even in the movie. That, that's the only way they're going to make uh, people go see Superman. Say, it's actually Batman. Superman's Batman. That's the way... I expect that to be the way they get people to see Justice League. You think it's a joke, but I would really not put put it past DC and Warner Brothers. Do something like that. Yeah. The Flash is Batman. The Batman League is just always... Justice League is actually Batman Inc. Gal Gadot actually is in a bat suit. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Superman, Batman. He... Superman, Batman. But, again, All-Star Batman is here. What does All-Star Batman always carry on him? Kryptonite, I think. Doesn't he carry Kryptonite on him all the time? He, he's, a, he's enough of a dick to carry Kryptonite. Yeah, and he knows that he he's just waiting for an excuse to kill anyone kind of like Superman. So all he needs is a reason. Now he's got his reason. So he pulled Kryptonite out of his belt. And uh, he waves it around, speed bullet Batman, who goes to one knee. And because it's Frank Miller Batman... And it's Superman. He has to go way past the point of decency. <laughs> so while Speed Bullet Batman is on the ground, All-Star Batman takes his pants off. Oh, God. He takes the kryptonite, the jagged piece of kryptonite, and he stabs him. But not in the kidneys like Superman Returns. Think a little lower. Wow. Yeah. And so pain and the kryptonite. Speedful as Batman dies. <laughs> Nothing seems like it can stop this unholy alliance of all-star Batman carrying serial Batman to the end. No one except another Batman. It's a theme. There used to be a gray in alone on the sea. This time, I'm going a little back to uh, an earlier Batman who showed up in the fight. His predecessor, Val Kilmer Batman. Oh, no, Val Kilmer. The Batman with kind the of with the lisp and some nipples appearing and also big lips. Yes. Lips. But <laughs> Val Kilmer Batman brings his sidekick along with him. Not Chris O'Donnell. No, 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 not Chris O'Donnell. Seal. Dear 
Neo in his black leather Neo outfits. He gets scarred up face. That's what happens, like, all of a sudden, serial Batman runs away in horror from him. <laughs> and I'm, I was prepared to fight the Japanese. Not this. Not this. He takes I, his mask off and quits. I should also note that Seal also has his own theme, which... Of course. The best Batman song I've ever heard. <laughs> of all the Batman time songs, that was not the Adam West Batman theme. Though the one Batman related song that was not a Batman thing, I'll say that. But uh yeah, serial Batman quits because he's just horrified by the scars on Seal's face. <laughs> he thinks he like two face. That is his two face. Instead of two face, it's like no face because the scars all over his face. So he runs off in, in fear, taking his mask off. Now serial Batman is gonna now it's just about Kilmer and All Star Batman. And All Star Batman, of course, never wanted to play Along with the rules, the first thing he does is he he gives Val Kilmer Batman a purple knuckle, takes those <laughs> and sh- just squeezes, spins him. And Val Kilmer's like, oh no, no. But Seal comes to his uh, his rescue. He kisses All Star Batman. God. He kisses him on the side of the lips. And this is a man, despite those scars on his face, despite being not very attractive. Or I don't think very attractive. Um, he was able to marry and have like six kids with Heidi Klum. So there's something spellbound in about Seal. And that kiss, perhaps you call it a kiss from a rose. He kisses All-Star Batman. All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, all the hate just flies out of All-Star Batman's eyes. All the pain, all the suffering, all the anguish, all the Frank Miller of it all just disappears. He looks at Seal. And the two of them start singing. It's from a rose. I can't do it. She knows. <laughs> and while they're singing, like, you know, they're getting up to the chorus, baby, I can pick. And then all of a sudden, Batman, All-Star Batman stops. When Falcomer snaps his neck. Dear God. He uses Seal to his advantage. Seal seduced him. Falcomer snapped. All-Star Batman is down. And Falcomer did pretty much kill Tommy Lee Jones in the Batman Forever show. He's not above killing. Exactly. I mean, I'm, at this point, I, I think, as much as I love Batman, I think no Batman is above killing, honestly. I think they're all psychopaths, personally. Pretty much. Uh, well, there's one Batman that's that's above killing. That's my favorite Batman. We'll get to him in The racist one? <laughs> no, 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 no. But is that right? Is Valkyrie the one left standing right now? I think him and Seal. Yeah, him and Seal. They sing Kiss from a Rose and Trump. They entertain oh. the audience, because apparently there's an audience there. But, hit the theme. Now we have Rusky Batman. Yes. Red Sun Batman. Soviet Russian Batman. Yes, in Soviet Russia, crime fights you. He swings in uh, while the Soviet Union theme song plays. That's his theme song. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so this time it's just Rusky Batman versus... Uh, Al Kilmer. Versus Al Kilmer, because when Seal sees Rusky Batman, he sees that bitch in hat, and he's like, I'm out. This guy's fashion sense. I'm going I'm to take 10. He goes off. He's just sits in the corner smokes a cigarette. Because Falcon was sure he could be. He only wants to use Seal in the direst of situations. 
she is his weapon of last resort. So the two of them, they, they go to fighting. And while they're fighting, of course, this guy will kill that man. So he's trying to use psycho and that analysis that he learned from Chase Meridian to figure out why Batman does what he does. You know, the Batman, they both know the parents died. But, but he knows there's something else about him, and he, he discovers while they're fighting. You know, they're both drawing each other pretty even because Falcon may not be the best fighter, but I mean, Russian Batman. Come on, he's Russian. The only thing he knows how to do is punch and drink vodka. <laughs> Which he does at the same time. He's swinging, he's got a vodka bottle on him, on the other he swings his fist, but uh, so they're fighting and ducking each other while he psychoanalyzes uh, Russian, Russian Batman. He finds out the truth about how his parents were killed by a corrupt agent, man. You know, he's just a little boy all along who wanted to, you know, protect his parents but couldn't. And Russian Batman starts crying. He says, but wait, isn't that the same way with you? And they both start crying. <laughs> they start and realize that they're not enemies. They shouldn't fight. You know, why are they doing this? This is pointless, you know. They're both cut from the same cloth. They just want to be loved and appreciated. They stop fighting. They start hooking. And that's when Seal comes in. That's when Seal starts singing Kiss from Rose. And it gets a little too creepy as they're hugging and it's almost pointing. Yeah, I think it's time to bring in another Batman, so (laughs) let's hit the theme. Too much camaraderie. Rather than someone who swings in or crashes through the skylight, this one just appears out of nowhere. He was invisible, and he became visible. He is the Batman of the future. The Tomorrow Night. Batman Beyond. Terry McGinnis. Yes. A.K.A. Batman Spider-Man. Pretty much. The Batman who I always liked, because he could actually fly. As we, we discussed this before, but I always thought Batman should fly. He's Batman, didn't <laughs> You've always wanted him to have superpowers. But yeah, Terry McGinnis shows up and he starts using futuristic slang that no one understands. Like Shway and Shway and Falcon wears six seal on him. Seal prepares to do a seduction, but Terry's from the future. Seal that that music that's old music to him. He might as well be Seal might as well be singing Glenn Miller. His powers don't work on Terry. So Terry takes him and just throws him out of the ring. Seal just flips in the air and crashes on the uh on the, on the neatly labeled uh, bad crash couch. So, he's safe for now. For now. Um, and he goes to fight Russian Batman and Val Kilmer Batman, despite the fact that they both hugged it out with each other. They realized the pointless fight another way. They still need to defend themselves, so they start defending themselves against Tracy Batman. And, you know, he's got all his little gadgets and tricks, like... I think like he like didn't he have like electric batteries or something? Yep. At one yeah. point. Like he's quipping while he's doing all this. You know, again using that futuristic language they don't understand. <laughs> Russian Batman barely understands. <laughs> Just to remind everybody of that. So they you know, they're fighting, whatever. And uh uh the youth the counterculture is so much that Falcon has to pull his ace out of the hole. <laughs> And he calls in his second sidekick. That's right. Now it's the appearance of Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, not really dressed as Batman, not dressed as Robin. He's 
He's dressed in tank top and sweatpants. He's got like a mop. <laughs> he's been he's been doing laundry, so he's doing acro- He was in the he was in the laundry room doing acrobatic laundry. You know, where he flips socks like nunchucks for some reason. <laughs> He's, he, and so he's got he's got a pair of socks and nunchucks. He's swinging around. He goes to fight Terry McGinnis and the young kids. So they're both using Weedy Banner. And, you know, yeah, but Chris O'Donnell is much much horrible. Fully rusted metal Batman. <laughs> he, he he calls himself Nightwing. Kilmer just face palms. <laughs> he feels he he regrets this. He should. A man in nipples is is horrified for once. Yes. Um, yeah, so the two of them are fighting, and Chris O'Donnell's hands wet from all the laundry that Terry McGinnis, like, flicks a electric battery and shocks Chris O'Donnell and drops him to the ground. He's not dead, but he's unconscious, so his advantage there is lost. And he turns his attention back to, uh, the other two Batman. And at this point, seeing, seeing the futility of life, uh, the pointlessness of it, uh, Russian Batman decides to suicide bomber. Remember, he's got that bomb planted in his stomach just for, you know, just in case of mercy. That's what I like about that Batman. He thought of everything, including suicide. That's something we never see the other Batman think of. That's what happens when, uh, Mark Miller writes you. Exactly. You become more suicidal. More suicidal. He presses the button and he explodes. Terry McGinnis flies away because, you know, he can fly. The one advantage that, or not, not just one advantage, but, the upside. That's what happens. The rest of the Batman should take note. This is what happens when he flies. So he flies out of the blast race. But Falcon gets caught up him. He gets blood all over him. But his friends that just minutes earlier he was hugging out with, the guy he was talking to is the voice of reason, is dead now. And he just falls to the ground crying. <laughs> it's very emotional, folks. Val Kilmer suddenly becomes current day Val Kilmer. Oh, skinnier. Skinnier. Okay. And so, so he's not yeah. current day Val Kilmer. So we got we got Val Kilmer on the ground crawling, and Terry McGinnis in the air. Why don't I get more parts? He, he screams. Oh, you're my boy. And then Terry McGinnis' voice actor Will Friedel is like, "Hey, I'm with you there, buddy. This is all I've been doing for ten years. This and Boy Meets World. That's all I've got." I was a lion. Oh, all right. Well, with one exit, another enters. Play the theme. That's right. Evil Batman. Owl Man himself of Earth 3. Forced by James Woods. Exactly. Hades. He doesn't really sound like, like Owl Man. He sounds actually like Hades from Hercules. That's how I want James Woods to always talk like. But yeah, Owl Man comes in and he sees Kilmer crying on the ground and kills him. He's Owl Man. No qualms about it. Although I would say, as evil as Owl Man is, he's not as evil as All Star Batman. All Star Batman is probably the evilest Batman. Yeah, he took things a bit too far. Four speeding bullets, Batman. Yeah, oh god. I was sure Mark Miller didn't write that Batman, said Frank Miller. But, uh, yeah, so Owlman kills Val Kilmer. Because he's crying, he's useless to him. And Owlman does something that he can, he flies. Can Owlman fly? He can fly, right? I, I don't know if he can. Well, he's flying now. He's from Earth 3. He can fly. Everyone can fly on Earth 3. That's canon, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, canon is what you make of it at this point, I think. Exactly. So, so 
now this becomes sort of like a fist fight, becomes a, a, a dog fight up in the bat cave with the two, uh, with Batman beyond flying against Alma. And they're whipping through the stalactites and the stalagmites in the cave. They, one of them almost crashes into the bat computer. Another one almost crashes into the, well, no, never mind, they didn't have the big penny in that, the big penny wasn't in that one, right? No. Well, one of them almost crashed into that big bank of lights, which I'm not really sure what it did on the show. It was the nuclear power source. Oh, no. That might be a nice way to end it, but that'll come later. But what happens is uh, Owlman sees an opportunity. So he pulls away from Batman Beyond and goes up the bat poles into a stately Wayne Manor above, and he disappears. And we don't know what he's doing. So Batman Beyond just gives up chase and goes back to the ring. Uh, probably maybe just in time for another one to come out. Exactly. Because as he does that, the theme hits. theme of a uh, castle of the bat frankenstein batman frankenstein batman i've never heard of this one yeah he's from the miniseries called uh castle of the bat where a young dr bruce wayne reanimates his own father as a giant frankenstein version of batman yeah i think i remember this now yeah so basically frankenstein as batman yeah so he lumbers out he, he shuffles you know he shuffles out heel toe heel toe and being the smooth talker that he is, Batman Beyond's like, hello there, handsome. And Frankenstein looks at me, talking to me. He's like, yeah, you you are a sophisticated, stylish, well-thought-out individual. You need to learn to be classy. You, you, you may look like a beast on the outside, but you are all gentlemen on the inside. Frankenstein Batman, he, he hears this. He understands what's going on. And so... There's a long delay between opponents coming out. You know, Owlman, Batman's up, and Wayne Manager, guys, and what. So, in the meantime, the crowd just watches in horror as Batman Beyond teaches Frankenstein Batman how to dance. <laughs> they do a choreographed routine of putting on the rips. But as this is happening, another Batman comes out. Or, should I say, a Batmobile. It bursts in with guns blazing, and it fires down on the on the Batcave, and it, everyone has to take it for cover because there's actually a crowd there, and he endangers the lives of the <laughs> citizens. Well, this could be. That grimace, that smile, that creepy smile. Michael Keaton, Batman. Oh, yeah. Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah. He, uh, Beetlejuice, Batman. Exactly. Um, he, he, he sees, while this is going on, he, he just watches in horror, the dance routine of putting on the rips. And after it's over, he's like, eh, was, I gotta admit, that was good. <laughs> uh, he says, all right, fine, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I just wanted to use that. I have no reason to actually work that in. I just wanted to work it in, so I worked it in. Fine. I don't blame you. Yeah. So what he does is he appeals to Frankenstein Batman's childlike intellect when he 
reach into his chest, but he pulls out a Hot Wheels. He shows him how to play the Hot Wheels on the ground and trains down Batman eats it up and he runs off to play with it. Batman Beyond Loose. Where does he get those wonderful toys? <laughs> yes, worked in another one. But, uh, it's a night of references and emotional. Yeah. Um, and so while Frankenstein Batman is playing, Michael Keaton Batman squares off with uh, Batman Beyond. And I don't know, like, Bat- Michael Keaton's Batman, he, from what I remember, he had some fight ability, but. A little bit. Uh, very, very obviously staged. Like, most of the fight ability, I'd say, like, the most he fights was, like, when he fought Catwoman in Batman Returns. Well, I guess I felt those clowns of the penguins at one point, right before Catwoman showed up. I think so, yeah, that's right. And mostly it was just counters and stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he couldn't move, so. I will say that he probably had the one of the greatest Batman, Batman, Batman scenes in '89 uh, with the guy with the swords. Yes. He just kicks him, Indiana Jones style, but. uh what happens is because the the bat the Batman Beyond suit is much more spry, Terry McGinnis leaps over, Michael Batman lands behind him. Michael Batman has to turn his whole body around slowly, see him, and by the time he turns around, bam, he gets punched in the face. He gets knocked back. And of course, Terry McGinnis says, "Eat canvas, high fiber." Another. I'm gonna work in all the timber. The longer you keep him in, the more references you can make. <laughs> And Michael Keaton, he rolls around and swings a uh, a batarang. Terry McGinnis' feet says, "I eat light." And the batarang wraps around Terry McGinnis' ankles just as he's trying to fly. And he flies in the air with with Michael Keaton Batman hanging on him. So they're they're because of the weight and stuff, like he can't get good elevation. Like they're hovering above the ground. And finally, the, Terry's able to cut the rope and he falls down. He lands on top of Frankenstein Batman. He gets mad. <laughs> and he he takes Keaton by the neck and slings him out. And he lands on Seal. And he has been sitting there on, <laughs> on the crash couch just chilling. And all of a sudden, the two of them start talking. And they're just having a nice, pleasant conversation while Terry McGinnis turns back to Frankenstein. And this friend of his who, you know, he talked to dance. He talked to love life in the brief five seconds and they were friends. But the animal has come out in him because of that shot. He's just rampaging through the, the crowd. He has to be put down. And I don't think, does this Batman, Frankenstein Batman didn't have a mask, right? He's just a, he had a, yeah, he had a mask. Okay. I was thinking he was going to take his mask off, but I'm going to work. Um, so yeah, Terry, Terry takes him on. He tries, he takes his mask off and he's ruled, Terry, he's ruled out, but he doesn't sound because he's Frankenstein. He doesn't have logic. <laughs> So what Terry finally has to do is he runs up to him and he flips around and he activates his those rocket boots and it burns Frankenstein's chest. Duh, fire, fire, fire bad. And he's scared of fire and he runs off out of the ring, out of the bad cave. And he's running, he's running past Michael Keaton's, uh, Michael Keaton's Batmobile. Michael Keaton presses the button and the, the, the back of it flames out and it Coach Frankenstein in the flames, and he runs out of the back cave with a ball of fire. <laughs> so he's been disqualified. Yeah, he's been disqualified, but now he's finally out of the arena. Yeah. Now, another one comes in. Once again, we hit a theme.
this time, I'm going for a, a one that's a little bit more obscure. Stan Lee's Just Imagine Batman. Oh, God, no, not these. <laughs> Look, I like Stan Lee. He created the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah, he'll create whatever. But those Just Imagine characters, I'm sorry, they were just so horrible. <laughs> I can't even remember the Batman one. But yeah, the I'm Batman sure. one... The Batman one was a wrestler, actually. He was an African-American wrestler who decided to get revenge on a gangster who had imprisoned him. So Luke Cage. Luke Cage and a bit of Daredevil. Yeah. I just remember how bad his version of The Flash was. <laughs> wasn't, this version of, wasn't this version of The Flash like a woman who like had a rainbow? Yeah, she was like a, like a dancer or something, and she had the power to harness the rainbow or something. I was like, give me a break. But, uh, yeah, so the Batman comes in, whatever. What, what do you call him? Do you call him the Batman? Yeah, he was Batman. Uh, his real name was Wayne Williams. Fucking alliteration. So, yeah, Wayne Williams comes in, and he comes in with Stanley on his back. He's riding into the main. Probably still get some kind of loyalty to Stanley. Now this is the this is the house that Bob Kane built, and I'm gonna shit all over. <laughs> As he should, to be honest. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like the just imagine Batman lets him down, and he looks around the ring, and he's Stanley, and obviously DC place that so everyone's hostile towards. He's flipping them all. Like, you know who I am, Excelsior, this pal. And <laughs> um. Terry begins land, you know, he's been flying around and he lands and he's ready to fight Batman. Stanley takes one look at Terry McGinn, that's the witty kid. You know, the, the young guy who, the, you know, the older mentor, he's like, he reaches into his pants and slaps something at Terry McGinnis and it's injunction, copyright lawsuit injunction. Stanley carries those around with him at all times. <laughs> Terry McGinnis is a uh, loophole in the fight. He is ruled. Copyright infringed. He disappears. Poof. Never existed. Wow. Terry McGinnis just copyrighted it all out of existence. That was the most dramatic one yet. Yeah. Unexpected. Stanley and his bag of tricks. He is like an evil Doctor Who. The master. Dear God. So, yeah, who's left to see? Batman. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is chatting with Seal. They're not even talking about the fight. Seal is just a damn charmer. You know, he's nothing he can do. He doesn't even care about Stanley at this point. And Stanley just pretty much that just imagine Batman is just his heavy. Stanley is the real participant in this fight. He's running around the he's running around the ring to get the boost from the crowd, but yeah, come no, on. Not the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. Rips open his shirt. This would have been so much better if it didn't more. What's that? Oh, you want a Justice League movie? Ha ha ha. We're working on Avengers 2, baby. Captain America 3 is happening. Thor 3 is happening. Iron 6 and 7 are happening. Marvel Universe owns everything. But as Stan Lee is making these proclamations, without a theme song to accompany him, something huge lumbers behind him and grabs him with a massive, massive paw. That is the entrance of Dark Knight Returns Batman.
I thought we were just like, is there a bear Batman? <laughs> but it's pretty close. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Dark Knight Returns Batman, you know, no foreplay, no anything. He just takes Stanley over his over his knee and breaks in veins style. And Stanley's oh my legs, I can't feel my legs. I'm like Professor Xavier. <laughs> but no psychic power. Where are my psychic powers? He's trying to explode Dark Knight returns Batman's head. It's not working. And Dark Knight returns Batman just looks at the just imagine Batman scowls. And, you know, of course, being a very lesser version of Batman, he just, he knows what's going to happen. He's not having Stanley, so just imagine Batman just rips his mask off and he quits. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, I know, no, I can't compete with that, and he runs off. And then, all of a sudden, because this Dark Knight Returns Batman is all-star Batman from the future. He snaps his fingers, and Carrie Kelly comes into the ring, and he points over Groomer off to the side of his men. All-Star Robin, the deranged little psychopath that he is. And he orders Terry Kelly to take home Dick Grayson. So they start fighting. And, I don't know, Dick Grayson, he gets weird. Like, he tackles Terry Kelly. He starts smelling her hair. Like, he rubs his fingers all over her face. Like, this weirdo. Like, he and everyone's very uncomfortable while this is happening. And pretty much, Dark Knight turns back and just crosses his arms and watches him fight for his love and approval. While he keeps one boot under Stanley's paralyzed body. Stanley's screaming, oh, help me, someone help me. And, you know, all that. Dark Knight turns back and like, where's all that Marvel money now? Nothing he can do. Um, at this point, Owlman finally returns to the fight. The fact he goes down the pole and he's got all the silverware from Wayne Manor in one bag. The other bag, and then around his neck, he's got a necklace. And Harriet's necklace. And it's got her severed ears on it. Because he is a bag. Yeah. Well, he cut off Anne Harriet's ears. And Anne Harriet had no idea what was going on. She was just completely oblivious. Say, what? What's going on? Who are you? <laughs> oh, I hope Bruce and Dick are having fun at that camp. Yeah, their fishing trip. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Alman comes back. Like I said, he's got silverware in one bag, and he's got Anne Harriet's ears around his neck, like, like an uh, African warlord. And he sees... Uh, Dark Knight returns Batman, who smiles. He's finally got a challenge. No knockoff pretender. No, uh, no Michael Keaton, Beetlejuice over there making out with Seal. <laughs> he thinks he's, he's finally got a foe. Someone just as ruthless as he is, who's a copy of him. So they go to fights. And Owlman uses that big old bag of silverware, tries to hit him upside the head with it. Oh. Silver, as you know, this is not the first time Silver has appeared in judicial combat. So it's, uh, not the last. They probably, probably know John Paul Jones, the guy underneath his mask. Him and his Silver stealing pirates. Um, Anything to tie it back to history, right? Yeah, you know me. But, uh, they start fighting, and Alman is using his gadgets, whatever he has, and Dark Knight returns Batman. He doesn't trouble that. Like, I know he had gadgets and stuff, but I don't think he used, like, two high-tech gadgets. Like, he, he was very ruthless, ruthless from what I remember. Like, I have I, it's been a while since I've read it, but, um, yeah, this is the one, of course, who, didn't he kill, did he kill Superman, or did he come close to killing Superman? He, he beat a, he beat him up pretty, pretty badly. Because it, it looked like Superman died, but I think he did something. Uh, no, 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 Superman didn't die. Yeah, that's what, yeah. But, um, 
But yeah, like, you know, they're just, it's just a slobber knocker, drag panel, slobber knocker. Everyone's just watching. And Owl Man looks like he's getting the upper hand. And all of a sudden, Carrie Kelly and All Star Robbie come to Dark Knight Returns Batman's assistance and they rip off Alvin's mask, revealing underneath James Woods. <laughs> Not even Thomas Wayne Jr. or Thomas Wayne. It's James Woods and he's got that flaming blue hair that Hades has in her face. And so now that he's demasked, James Woods walks off. And Carrie Kelly realized that, you know, Dick Grayson's not so bad. And then he licks her ear. And she she punches and knocks him out. Dick Grayson is out. Thank God. Everyone can breathe, breathe this out. Except when the next theme plays. Because finally, the owner of this Batcave has come out to play. And rather than come out to play, he comes out to the Batusi. Yes. Enters the fray. Yes. He looks around and he is appalled at what he sees. Dead Batman on the ground. Stan Lee is crawling across the canvas with his weak, dangling legs. Paralyzed. Paralyzed below the waist. Mama, Excelsior, Excelsior. Save me, Jack Kirby. Save me. I'm sorry all the things I did to you, Jack Kirby. I regret it. Yeah. Like I said, he's just like, you know, there's a sodomized dead Batman on one side. There's George Clunk. Wow, there's a couple of Batman he sees with nipples. <laughs> he doesn't know what to make of that. And he's all for adding stuff to, to the costume, and he's got eyebrows on him, for God's sakes. And then there's another Batman making out with a horribly disfigured black man. <laughs> so he doesn't know what's going on. What glazes is going on in my cage? Holy harem. And then all of a sudden, this looming figure of the Dark Knight Returns Batman stands in front of Adam West Batman. It's a clash of the two extremes of the Batman like outlook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Adam West is on that far kind of silly, uh, I wouldn't say goofy, but you know, the lighter side of Batman is Frank Miller and Dark Knight Returns is as far to that extreme as you can get. So. They're, they're two polar opposites on the opposite ends of the spectrum. And, uh, Burner turns Batman's getting ready to, like, hit all the nerve and stuff. And all of a sudden, he's getting ready to all of a sudden, Adam was like, wait, Frank, you have to do this. And he starts giving him this speech about how Batman, him especially, who, of course, looks like he's a deputized member of Gotham City Police Department. He's not a vigilante like the rest of them. He knows that the right, the right thing to do is to not fight, not to kill each other just for the sake of what's you know, it's better to fight, but fight for things the truth, justice, and the Gotham way of life. Stanley, but you ripped that off, and then Dark Knight Returns just stomps on his back. No, 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 no. But Adam West keeps talking about moral, dignity, the code, and stuff. And, you know, just, you have to do the right thing. And this is not the right thing. Look around, look at all this mess, this violence, this chaos. This is not the way to do things. All of a sudden, Dark Knight Returns looks at him and says, I'm the goddamn bet. He punches him. And when he punches him, it makes a pow. Pow. And when 
slams against the corner ring, and all of a sudden, he stands up, he's like, you have fucked up now. <laughs> In all these years of that, that sunny disposition about truth, and they just stripped away and pound beneath something that is ten times more brutal, more ruthless, more chaotic, more savage than the Dark Knight Returns Batman. It could be even All-Star Batman. It could be even on his worst day. And he just lays into All-Star. Uh, not All-Star, but Dark Knight Returns and he he uses nerve in as he breaks every bone in his body systematically till nothing. And every is time left. he does, like a like a little bloom pops up. Yes, <laughs> crack, wham, dislocation. And all of a sudden he just he in the span of two minutes, the Dark Knight returns back. Man, it's nothing but a broken heap on the ground. Burt Ward comes up and looks down. Holy shit, Batman! <laughs> that chum is what happened. You get the bat fan. And then he looks trying anyone else and Michael Keaton takes off his man. Fuck this, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna be Mr. Mom and him and Seal run run away together. But then, as they do that, another theme hits. One of the final themes, because there is only one Batman who can contend with an Adam West Batman gone ravaged. And that is, of course. himself. <laughs> yes, riding in on the Bat Pod is Christian Bale Batman. Christian Bale Batman, of course, the only Batman who seems to talk in just as much philosophy stuff as Adam West Batman. As long as Michael Caine is in the room. And he's in the room. He's, he's sitting there with a tangerine the size of a ruby in his hands. <laughs> That's his lunch. <laughs> he's crying. He's dreaming about a, a cafe somewhere in Italy. <laughs> It's all weirdly specific. Yeah. But yeah, all of a sudden, uh, Christian Bell Batman swoops. Adam was like, what, friend? You have to speak up there. I can't understand what you're saying, friend. <laughs> okay. Are you all right, friend? If you bump your head, are you mentally disabled? Yeah, there's a place for people like you, a shelter that you feared. But yeah, um, so finally, uh, Christian Bell Batman just gets... Pissed up, not understand. He attacks, and he fights in this weird, like blurry kind of. You're not sure what's going on. <laughs> like he's swinging, but you don't know. Like it's it's very unfocused, and it's hard to follow what's actually going on. And all we do know is that you know, at the end of it, like he goes through, he's done, he's breathing heavy, and Adam West is just standing there, like, what's happening? <laughs> I don't understand what happened. And then and then uh, all of a sudden you hear a whine, and that magic knee brace that. Christian Bale Batman had and Dark Rider turns fails and he starts limping again. He doesn't know what to do. He's like, Mario Kane shows up and Adam was like, oh, I get it. This is Batman from another country, right? You're speaking like another language. I got it. This makes sense now. But, uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, Alfred gets the knee brace working. Michael Kane Alfred is anyway. Adam was just Waits patiently, because he's polite. Yeah, and 
when Christian Bale <laughs> again, finally Adam West reaches his and you could about hands him something. It's bad. Lost and spray. And he sprays it on his throat. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, thank you. I think I had something stuck in my throat. I think, I think nothing of it, friend. And then he he finally takes a shot at that man. He goes, bam! And you know, he hits uh, he hits Christian Bell across the face. Like a giant balloon pops up that says lozenge. <laughs> lozenge. Um, and, and then I remember someone in the crowd walks by. Kind of gets annoyed at one of the lights. And Christian Bell, oh, he just loses shit. He forgets all about the fight. Hey, you, the fuck, man, what are you doing? You know what, this, we're having a fight here. You're trashing our set, you're trashing our lights. This is Batman, all right? But you don't know what it is to watch Batman, all right? All of a sudden, he gets, he's about to get in a fight with that guy. Finally, he has to get pulled off Alpha, has to pull him off again. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Please, let me go back and enjoy my tantrum the size of a ruby. <laughs> so he goes on. There's been very little fighting going on. If you notice this, this is sort of, I say this may be a little bit indicative of the, uh, the Nolan Batman at some points. A lot of talk, not too much fighting. So. But I'm not saying it's not good talk, but you know, uh, philosophical morals. All right. We've reached the end of our rope. We've gone through 18 Batman. 18? Wow. Yep. Of course, the one that lasted the least long was uh, George Clooney. Thank God. And this one has the potential to last the longest, because he is what many consider to be the definitive Batman. Kevin Conroy Batman swoops in. Well, Batman Beyond was there, so... Yeah. With a with the chin, they could cut class. Exactly. And Christian Bale, like he's still going on this tirade. Christian Tire, he attacks Batman the Anime Series, Batman. And, uh, Batman the Anime Series counters. Uh, and then Christian Bale hits him, and all of a sudden, boom, it bounces off. Like, what? what was, what's wrong with you? Batman, the Anime Series, Batman Scouts, I'm not wearing hockey pants. He flips him uh, into the crowd. Seeing this, a young guy from police officer in the crowd sees Batman hurt. He decides he's going to take it upon himself to come to fight. <laughs> and that's when <laughs> Robin John Blake jumps into the ring as a Gotham City police officer. But the problem is he trips over the dead body of uh, Speed Bullets Batman and falls to the ground. He dies. <laughs> He breaks his he breaks his neck. And like, the two like Adam West and Batman the anime series look like if he was going to take over for Batman, he would have trained him a little better. Or trained him at all maybe. Instead of just saying he could be Batman. Yeah. He like I get the like, we get the point that anyone can be Batman, but you say that but you really need to work and train to be Batman. Not anybody can be Batman necessarily. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we spent a lot of time doing this. We can't just be a police officer and say, all right, we'll be Batman. And then give us the suit and say, all right, you're Batman, have fun. You know, that's what's going to happen then. Like, I like the way you think. Anime series, Batman. Me too, Adam West. Me too. 
Let's team up and beat this guy. Yeah, let's do it. So they take him on. While Batman is still reeling for the loss of John Blake. Robin John Blake. Who, who for some reason, he couldn't see he that couldn't coming. See that coming. Meanwhile, Alfred's looking at Robin John Blake. I failed you. I failed you. <laughs> I was horrifying. your teacher, and I failed you. I gave you a bad grade. I failed you. But, uh, um, so yeah, the, the final three-way fight, I would say arguably three of the best versions of Batman. And mid-series and Adam Wentz. And they're squaring off. The best fans who have the jump cuts, uh, <laughs> the, the clear and precise foot. Although I think in Batman series, sometimes Batman puts up to be like a bright, like, uh, flash of light sometimes occasion. They would do that, I think, in Batman series. No. A lot of, a lot of stylistic. A lot of art deco poses. Yeah. He becomes a silhouette for some of it. And then, like, Christian Bale is kind of like, what time here are you from? Because it looks like it's the 40s and the 30s, but you got, like, the jets and mobile phones and stuff like that. And don't worry about it being taxes. It's supposed to be timeless, damn it. Not like you with your Patriot Act, NSA subplots and terrorism. You're too timely, damn it. And animals like, I agree, nothing, nothing makes, you know, more time, nothing makes you less timely than having uh, guest stars relevant to the 60s. And the price in the corner is a hit excellent. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this three-way fight goes on for a little while. And finally, Christian Bell thinks he's got the upper hand. He gets Adam West by the neck. He takes off his mask. But there's another mask underneath. He was prepared all along. And he's like, no look, chum. And he punches him in the, in the nose. And... He kicks out of me again. I think he's in so much pain that he starts gr- uh, grumbling again. He goes again. And then finally, with him hurt and disabled, like Alfred can't take it anymore. He pulls, he pulls Christian out, weeping like a little girl. Alfred's weeping like a little girl. I can't see it anymore, Master Wayne. I've loved you for so long. Can you make for You was always talking about Rachel Dawes and then Selena Kyle. What about Alfred? The one who's been here all along. Come with me to Florence, is what I'm saying. They cry. He drags him away. And Liam Neeson watches from the corner. I'm kind of glad I died in the first film. <laughs> I did not see all the subtext going on. Why did I not? Why did I make that comment? <laughs> like mother, like like daughter, <laughs> like father. And then Tom Hardy made like, Roo. Yes. Yes, That's how he died. Um, so yeah, two of the more iconic Batman now fighting each other. Kevin Conroy and Adam West. Two of, I feel like, like, all, all, all due respect to Michael Keaton, I feel like Conroy and West and Christian Bale probably go down as three most iconic actors to play Batman. Probably, yeah. As much as I love Michael Keaton and Batman. But, uh, so yeah, these, these two are swearing on, uh, the uh, Danny Elfman soundtrack, or Danny Elfman inspired soundtrack comes in. It's clashing with Batman, na 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 Batman. And everyone's watching with Batman. And both Batman, when they hit each other, they bounce off each other. They, they, they punch each other, they hit each other, their fists hit at the same time, they bounce off. They don't know what to do. They fight each other to a scalpel. Finally, Adam West comes up with the idea. I know what we'll do. We'll let our villains fight for us. The winner, who, who, the villains who win in the end, you know, we win. So, you got Mark Hamill and Joker and Cesar Romero with a mustache. 
Frank Borshin versus John Glover. Uh, Julie Newmar versus uh, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, uh, Killer Cry versus False Face, because why not? Poor False Face is all I gotta say. See, if False Face is eating right away, uh, while the rogues are fighting each other, and it's jacking in close to everyone doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> and then, while this is going on, something that we've kind of, one person we forgot about is slowly inching, crawling. He's crawling uh, through the Vatican. Finally, he comes to the nuclear reactor, and he reaches up feebly, and he starts pushing buttons. He starts trying to overload. He's succumbing to the pain, and he's about to die. And his last one before he dies are Fuck you, Bob Kane. He goes, Bleh. Enough said. And Stanley dies as the nuclear reactor is preparing to overload. He does a lot like telling <laughs> And then everyone stops the fight. They look around. What's going on? The new characters are overloading. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a voice says, I'll take it. And stand up in the crowd. It's Jim Gordon. <laughs> Jim Gordon goes to the new crowd. And seemingly, with using nothing but his bare hands, he picks up the character, hoists on his shoulder. This man who said super strength all along. But he's too humble to admit he's in super strength. He wants to do it the normal way. He picks up the new character. Tosses in the outermost Batmobile and drives off through the back. Then, two miles away, you see this gigantic flash. Jim Gordon saved everyone. He sacrificed himself. He is the true hero that Alvin deserves. <laughs> because the winner of the Bat Roll, in my eyes, is Jim Gordon. How did I not see that coming? Yes. Jim Gordon. The best Batman there ever was. Okay, so there's there's an after credit scene where Christian Bale and Michael Caine are in Florence, and they look over and they see him just smiling. His mustache is, is singed and burnt, but he's still got it. He's with Barbara. Meanwhile, uh, back in Gotham, Ben McKenzie is wandering the the GCPD. He, he, he hits a button all of a sudden, like this, this thing arrives. It's it's a suit and tie with a mustache, like a paste on mustache. He ignores that. Ben, James Gordon Benjamin McKenzie. It so ends the bat brawl. I would say I think I, I did all right, considering the fact that it just sprung on me as we were recording. Now you know how it feels. Well, no, you knew you knew the diamond was coming. You knew that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So once again, we finished uh, another harrowing fight. With our with our nerdy cred to show for it. Yes. You managed to work in a history reference and managed to, <laughs> to bring in Jim Gordon at the end. So we both got what we wanted, really. The true winner is me. Yes. Well, the true winner is me, too, because I got to have every version of Batman I wanted fight in an arena, as dictated by you. The best of both worlds. So really, we both won. Only I won more. I have to win more. Yeah. Well, you had Jim Gordon's. That's all you did. All right. So I think it's time to wrap this up. Uh, for Batman's 75th anniversary, <laughs> where Jim Gordon wins. <laughs> As I've you been, I've been the fictional fanboy, Alex. And the historical fanboy, man. This has been Conjectural Combat, and we will see you on the battlefield. 